This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 9th of September. In your Squiz today, Queen Elizabeth has died. Holding firm on the economy, fulfilling a vocal promise and an unlikely career change. This is your Squiz today. Claire, there was an ominous moment last night when Buckingham Palace announced that Queen Elizabeth II had been placed under medical supervision at Balmoral in Scotland. And at 3.30am our time, they confirmed the Queen had died peacefully at the age of 96. Prince Charles, who is now King Charles III, uh, issued a statement on behalf of the royal family. He said that it's a moment of great sadness for me and all my family members. And he said that he and his family would be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection for which the Queen was so widely held. The UK's Prime Minister, Liz Truss, responded. She said that the country was devastated. Of course, she was sworn in by the Queen just 48 hours earlier. Yes, and this is really going to be the only news story in town for quite some time. And given the Queen's 70 years on the British throne, it's really the end of an era. And there's going to be a huge outpouring of grief over the next 10 days of official mourning. Yes, so there's a couple of things that happen now. Uh, One is the official code name has been deployed uh, for the Queen's death. It's called London Bridges Down. That means that the government has got around the governments that uh, have Queen Elizabeth as its head of state to let them know that she has died. Uh, And also there are many Commonwealth countries who have an interest in it as well. Uh, What happens from here is that Charles and Prime Minister Truss meet. Uh, There's going to be a meeting tomorrow of the Accession Council, which is a group of high-ranking public servants, and they proclaim King Charles to be the sovereign. And then there's really 10 days of what's going to happen leading up to her funeral. Because the Queen died in Scotland, there's a special protocol called uh, Operation Unicorn, and that really takes into uh, account moving her body from her official residence eventually back to London. There's going to be a ceremonial procession that's going to be attended by her family uh, in Edinburgh, and then she will lay at rest in St Giles Cathedral for 24 hours. She'll return to London over the weekend, and there'll be a big procession next week. Uh, Eventually, we get to her funeral, and there'll be a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and then, uh, and a lot to say about her life and legacy. The Queen will be laid to rest at Windsor Castle in the King George VI Memorial Chapel alongside her father and her husband. But there's a long way to go before then, so we'll need to pace ourselves. Back home, Claire, and after a fifth consecutive interest rate hike, the scrutiny on the Reserve Bank of Australia, the RBA, and its leader, Dr Philip Lowe, is intense. 
Yes, there sure is. And what happened yesterday was uh, Philip Lowe gave a speech and he really defended himself and the decisions that the Reserve Bank and the board have made. Uh, It even saw him say that he had no plans to resign after a fair bit of heat has come his way. Uh, Why people are so angry with him at the moment is that some believe that he broke a promise to keep interest rates at that record low of 0.1% until 2024. Uh, What he said is that he said that it was unlikely that that would happen. And certainly when he made that statement, he said that economic conditions were quite different, um, that there was high unemployment and low inflation. And of course, we know that that has all changed. And he says that it's his job to respond because inflation is a really bad thing. Yes, and the federal government has also been careful to moderate our expectations. As yesterday, Treasurer Jim Chalmers said Aussies should not expect any more cost of living relief in the upcoming budget. Moving back overseas, Claire, a four-day manhunt for the final suspect in a stabbing attack that killed 10 people and left 18 others injured in Canada's Saskatchewan province finally came to an end yesterday. Yeah, and not a particularly nice end. Miles Sanderson died shortly after being detained by police. It followed a car chase. Uh, That happened about 100 kilometres southwest of where the stabbings had occurred. Uh, Reports say that he was taken to hospital with self-inflicted injuries. It follows the death of his brother, Damien. Uh, There's still a lot to unpick about exactly what happened with him, Uh, but he was found dead with wounds that police say weren't self-inflicted. Uh, Both had been charged with murder. Yes, and certainly Miles Sanderson in particular had a long history of violence and Canadian authorities say there will be an investigation into why he was granted parole back in February, despite being assessed as having a high risk of re-offending. Claire, back at home, a number of First Nations leaders have been assembled into working groups, which are basically just a collaborative panel of experts. And they've been established so that community leaders can iron out the details of the upcoming referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. What they're going to do with the referendum working group is take those Indigenous experts uh, and really let it be a guide to the big questions. Linda Burney said yesterday, she's the Indigenous Australians Minister. Uh, It's going to talk about things like the timing of a referendum, the form of words, and also what a public education campaign might look like. And Then there's a second group that will focus on engagement. Uh, What they want to do is really talk to First Nations communities, but also the community more broadly about building support for the yes case for a referendum about an Indigenous voice to Parliament. We don't have an exact date yet for when the referendum will be, but Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he wants to hold it during this term of government. So that means sometime between 2023 and mid-2025. And while we're on the subject of politics, Claire, I must apologise and say I made a rookie error yesterday by forgetting to mention the excellent squiz shortcut that you and Kate have made this week all about the new British Prime Minister, Liz Truss. And for those listening who are desperate to hear that, I'm going to pop a link to it in our show notes. Now, Claire, a lot of people have used the last couple of years to make a career change, but one pivot you might not have seen coming is the announcement by Kim Kardashian that she's moving from underwear to investing. Seems like everyone's getting into private equity investing. It's something Serena Williams has set up, uh, and now Kim Kardashian. It seems that there's no end to her business ventures. Of course, she's got a best-selling beauty line. 
In this private equity fund, she's partnered with a guy called Jay Sammons. Uh, He's behind that audio giant that was bought by Apple Beats by Dre. Uh, So she's got some really good partners and what they want to do is focus on high growth, market leading consumer and media companies. Yes, and of course, you've missed out the most important partner, which is her mummager, Chris Jenner. Um, so yeah, I guess you've got to keep it in the family. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Friday lights, Claire. And don't worry, darling, and the gossip around the cast and who likes who has been a whole thing this week. One of the actors involved is Florence Pugh. She's a real rising star, so it's a whole thing that she's involved in all of this. Yeah, we talked about this quite a bit in the office this week, just trying to understand what was driving this very public saga that kept coming up. I was really keen to know a bit more about Pew because I see her mentioned all the time. So I dug out a really good read from the New York Times. Uh, It's on her from a couple of years ago and she's very impressive. Yeah, she's great. I love a lot of her films. Now, tell me about this baked fish thing that you're doing because it sounds delicious. So it's a really good one-pot wonder, this one. You only need one pot. It's got some really great fresh fish. It's got some fresh flavours like olives and tomatoes and it's also got a sort of spicy palaf rice that goes with it. So it's a really good one for the weekend. Yeah, it sounds like an easy go-to. So I will pop those links into your episode notes. And remember, if you subscribe to our Squiz Today newsletter, you get that and more. You can sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Squeeze the day, Claire. There's a lot of sport this weekend. <laughs> there is a lot of sport. So, of course, we're at the pointy end of the US Open. There's still those semifinals to play to work out who's in those finals. So let's see how we go. And, of course, it's footy finals fever. Uh, the NRL and the AFL uh, are both in finals matches this weekend. I'll go in a slightly different direction. It's the 10th wedding anniversary of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. And a good opportunity to plug another of our Friday lights. Welcome to Wrexham. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's about Reynolds and Rob McElhenney's purchase of a Welsh soccer club. And you reckon it's good, Claire? Yep. Thumbs up from me. High recommend. It's one for sports fans and non-sports fans. So you can come together and enjoy a sport-themed program. That's it from us for this week. But have a fantastic weekend. And Claire and I will be back on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.